0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Active Churches podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message from one of our teaching pastors here at Active Churches. We are online and we are also in person, so we'd love to have you gather with us, 9 a.m. and 1045 here at our Ukaipa location or online on YouTube or Facebook. Thanks for tuning in, now let's dive into our message. There's a tradition in our house, and I don't know when it started, but it's happening. Every night when Tiff and I are about to go to bed, which is probably around like 10 o'clock, our kids get like a second wind, and they'll come into our room, and usually it's one, two, sometimes all three will come into our room, and they'll wanna talk, and they'll wanna laugh, and they'll wanna be silly, and they'll lay in our bed with us or without us. They'll lay in our bed on top of us, but right when we're about to go to sleep, our kids come in and wanna have a party. And so just a few weeks ago I was really tired and when I'm tired, full disclosure, I get really irritable. So I walked into the room and Gavin was laying on my side of the bed next to my wife. They were watching a show together and I said, hey bud, dad wants to go to sleep so you're gonna need to hop up. And I went into the bathroom and I brushed my teeth and I came back out and Gavin was still in my bed. And so I said, hey dude, I need you to hop up you're getting my bed all hot right like it's summertime and i want to get into bed when it's nice and cool and he's he's sweaty stinky boy so he's he's in my bed right so i'm all dude get out of my bed dad's tired so i walk out and i lock the house and i hit our alarm and i walk back into the room and gavin is still in my bed so finally i'm like yo bro get up and so my wife said hey buddy dad's tired why don't you hop up so he gets up but he still wants to be funny he still wants to be sarcastic he still wants to play a little bit but I'm tired and I'm irritable and I'm not having it. And so he comes to me and he's trying to be funny and I looked at him and I said, good night Gavin. And he goes, whoa, somebody's cranky. And he walks out of the room. Gavin found out that night that his dad struggles with being godly. There are moments where I can get irritable and everything goes out the window. Gav learned that his dad is not God. And I don't think he ever questioned that I was. But in that moment, he realized that I'm gonna have some moments that aren't so good. I wanna talk about dads today. And I wanna talk about fathers today. And father figures and stepdads, and stand-in dads. I wanna talk about all the dads today on Father's Day. And what I'm grateful for is I have three incredible kids who love me and put up with me and are gracious to me when I'm irritable and don't want them in my bed. But I'm also grateful that we have a relationship and that I get to be present in their life. And I know that that is true of some of you watching and listening. You can celebrate your dad today on Father's Day. But I also know that for some of you, you had a good dad, but he's no longer with us. Or you didn't have a dad. Or you had a dad, but he wasn't present. And so today isn't a day of celebration for you. It's a day of frustration. But I want you to know that this conversation today is for both groups. It's for both of you. This conversation is for all of us. I want you to know something that I believe is so life-changing for each person that's joining us here at Active Church today. That you have a good dad. And it wasn't your earthly dad. That it's your heavenly father. God in heaven, known as your father, known as your good heavenly father. He is your dad. And on Father's Day, you and I can celebrate that. In the scriptures, the writers and Jesus himself liken to God as a father. And they describe him in a really interesting way. They call him the good father. And I know good can feel a bit ambiguous, but that word actually carries some deep, powerful meaning. When the scriptures call God our good heavenly father, they're describing God as perfect and flawless and complete predictable predictable meaning that we can count on him they're describing God as the same meaning that we can know him that he's consistent he's not moody one day he's nice and one day he's not when the scriptures talk about God being a good Heavenly Father they talk about him caring for you and here's the best part they talk about him always loving you and it's what Jesus taught and it's what the followers of Jesus taught and it's what we will discover today that God is a Heavenly Father More specifically, God is your heavenly father. And what the world needs right now is a good dad. And we're in the middle of this conversation called What the World Needs Now. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking about how the people of God, filled with the spirit of God, tell the story of God to the world. And if you're watching or listening for the first time, my name is Mike, I serve on the team here at Active, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today. And what the world needs now is a really good father, right? Because there's too many stories about fatherlessness in our world. There's too many stories about homes without a dad. There's too many stories about dads who are not engaged with their kids, are not present with their family. But I want you to know this, that God, the creator of all things according to Jesus, is a heavenly father, a good heavenly father. And get this, he's your heavenly father. And I want to be very clear about something, that God is not like a father that God is the Father. Are you with me? Like you you may have had a good dad or you have a good dad and that that's awesome. And you may have seen moments where he was godly. You may have seen moments where he was ungodly. But I just wanna be very clear that fathers can be like the good father, but God is never like your dad. God is better than that. God is bigger than that. And if we start to look at our dad and put all of his characteristics on God, you and I will miss God. And so, let me just say this one more time, just so that we're all on the same, pl- the same page. Your dad can sometimes be like God, but God will never be like your dad. He is the best dad, he is a good father, he is our heavenly father, the creator of all things. And on Father's Day, no matter if you had a good dad or a not so good dad, we all need to know this truth, and here's what my hope is for you today. My job in the next few minutes is to convince you and persuade you that you have a good Heavenly Father who is generous, who is kind, who is caring, who is involved, who is interested in you. He's focused on you, and he is so in love with you. God is the best Father, and the writers of the scriptures tell us that story. John, who spent three years with Jesus, wrote, five letters in the new testament and his first letter the gospel of john tells the story of the life of jesus and in it john actually references god as father 109 times matthew who followed jesus for three years references god in his letter as father at least 15 times and what i want to do today is i want to take you to just one verse just one scripture that speaks about God in a really significant way, that tells the story of God, your Heavenly Father, and my Heavenly Father in an extraordinary, extraordinary way. It's one of my favorite scriptures. So if you have a Bible with you, or if you have the Bible app on your phone, would you turn to Matthew's letter, Matthew chapter seven, verse 11. I'm gonna be reading from the Passion translation, so if you're using the Bible app, you can just find it in the drop down. but we're gonna be in Matthew chapter seven, verse 11. As you turn there, let me tell you a quick story. My mom's dad, Jerry, Jerome was his name. We called him Papa. My mom's dad was a good dad. He was a good granddad. And I loved going over to his house. He lived in the city of on a, on a street called Fisher Court. And it was always so much fun to go over to his house. And he would always take us on errands. And he said something to us when I was little that I remember even today. He said to us, grandsons, because at that time he only had grandsons. He said, hey, if you need something quick, like something quick to to eat or something quick to drink, do you know where to go? And we would go, no, Papa, where? And he would say, you go to 7-Eleven. And so he would take us down to get Slurpees and feed us the disgusting hot dogs that we all at eight thought were delicious. But my Papa said, anytime you need something quick, something quick for your your stomach, man, you go to 7-Eleven, you get a Slurpee and a hot dog. And then he would say, boys, do you know where you go when you need something for your soul, when you need something from God? You go to Matthew 7:11. Sure it's cheesy, but I remember it. And it's in Matthew 7:11 that we discover some really powerful things about God. Jesus is speaking about our heavenly Father. And he's speaking to dads. He's speaking about dads. He's addressing all the dads and he says something that I love that I want to share with you on Father's Day. He says these words, Matthew 7 11. Jesus is speaking. Matthew's writing it down. He says, if you imperfect as you are know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best, how much more ready is your heavenly father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask him? Jesus is speaking and he's talking about how there are some good dads. He's also talking about how there is the best dad, God, our Heavenly Father, the creator of all things. And it's in just these few words, in this one sentence, that we can learn so much about God and so much about us. And so what I wanna do is I wanna give you a few observations that I discovered as I read through this that will help shape our perspective of God, but will also help shape how we behave in our relationship with God, our Heavenly Father, and how God is the best dad, better than even if your dad was a good dad, better than even if your dad wasn't a a good dad. Jesus says some pretty remarkable things. And so let me give you a few observations, all right? First observation is this. It's easier to say that you're a father than to actually be a dad. It's easier to say that you're a father than actually be a father. Like It's easier to talk about it than to be about it. And Jesus is, emphasizing that and i know in my life that there are sometimes times where i'm irritable like like when i'm tired and my kids are in my bed i know sometimes in in my life i'm not the best version of dad for my kids but what jesus says in matthew's letter is that even the best dads have some really good moments and then he says but when compared to the best dad the creator of all things, your heavenly father and my heavenly father, those actions don't even come close to what God wants to do for you and in you and through you. And I want you to notice the words, how much more ready. How much more ready is your heavenly father to give you wonderful gifts? Like you are never a distraction for him. You are never a nuisance. You're never an annoyance. Your heavenly father wants and always desires to give you his attention. He wants and always wants to engage with you. He wants to give you all of his focus. This is who God is and what God does. And you might need that message today on Father's Day, even if you have a really good earthly dad. But for those of you that don't have a dad or didn't have a dad present in your life. You need to know that God is your heavenly father. And get this, did you know that your relationship with your heavenly father is uniquely yours? Like you don't have to share that relationship with anybody else. It doesn't have to be a carbon copy of other relationships that God can actually give you all of his attention and all of his affirmation and all of his focus. And he doesn't have to share it with anybody else. You get it, it's uniquely yours. You and I, have our own personal specific relationship with God. It's shaped by God and it's influenced by us. And I love that Jesus says, how much more ready is your heavenly father to give you attention, to give you focus, to not be distracted. He is ready for you. You're not annoying to him. You're not a nuisance to him. This is who your heavenly father is. And Jesus contrasts this incredible, incredible truth in a pretty significant way. He gives us two extremes of fatherhood. The first thing that he says is that even the best earthly dads are evil compared to our Heavenly Father. And that's not a judgment of those earthly dads, it's just the reality that God is just so good. And then the second thing that he shares with us, he says, dads, your impulse to care for your own kids comes from the desire of your Heavenly Father to care for you. Like this is why we do what we do. This is why we behave the way that we behave because your heavenly father, my heavenly father, is loving us and as dads, dads, look at me, listen to me. This is why we care for our kids. And what Jesus wants us to know is that our heavenly father is so ready for us. That's the first observation. Let me give you number two. I wanna focus on those words, how much more. And I'm, I'm thinking about how God wants to be present in our life. And I'm thinking about how happy God is. How much more happy is your Heavenly Father to be present with you? I think often we struggle with that because maybe we had a a dad that wasn't present or maybe we have a dad who has chosen not to be present and we start to think that maybe they're not wanting to be around us or they're gonna enjoy our presence or they're happy to be around us. And the, the truth is, is that this isn't something that we've created, this is something that has been a part of human history for generations, even in Jesus' time. There's this moment where Jesus is hanging out with the followers of Jesus and a crowd is following him and there are parents there and they have their kids and the kids want to run to Jesus. And the disciples, who some of them were dads, they speak up. Here's the story, it's in Matthew 19. We read that they brought the little children, these parents brought the little children to Jesus so that he would lay their hands, his hands on them, and bless them, and pray for them. But the disciples scolded these parents and these kids and said, "Don't bother us with this right now." Like, like, Jesus is not happy that you are actually distracting him. And yet Jesus notices this, and he says, "I want the little children to come to me." And then he gives them a really great command. He says, "Never interfere with them when they want to come for kingdom, for heaven's kingdom realm." is composed of beloved ones like these. Like Jesus says, let the little children come to me. And then the conversation ends, the moment ends by Matthew telling us that Jesus embraced each of these children and he went on his way. Like Jesus is modeling for us in that moment, communicating and demonstrating what God is like. And he's modeling for us in that moment what our heavenly father is like. And your heavenly father and my heavenly father is happy To be around you he wants you near you are someone that he wants to be close with and so if your earthly father didn't have time for you know this that your heavenly father is happy to spend time with you and i've noticed now being a dad for 17 years i've noticed how important it is to be happy and joyful and grateful that my kids wanna be around me and that my kids want me to be present in their life. I love when I come home and they're waiting for me at the front door. Even as they get older, I love that. And full disclosure, I love when they jump in the bed with us. I love when they lay with us and wanna be silly with us, just not when I'm really tired and they make my bed hot, right? (laughs) I love that and I realize how grateful they are when I give them my attention and they see that I'm actually happy to be around them. Jesus says, your heavenly father is ready for you and your heavenly father is happy to be around you. You notice we don't we don't talk about God as being happy very often. We talk about God being mad and angry and full of rage and wrath. And there are some biblical reasons for that, but the truth is I think that we have elevated those conversations and we've ignored the fact that joy is one of the fruit of the spirit and that spirit is God's spirit and God is joyful and happy to be around you. Maybe one of the reasons why we don't approach our heavenly father or we've been intimidated by church is because we haven't recognized that your heavenly father and my heavenly father is happy to be around you and around me. Jesus says how much more happy does he want to be around you? Third observation and this one I love. How much more available is your heavenly father than your stand-in dad? I've realized how, how distracted I become in everyday life. I realized how much time I'm trying to buy from my kids. Maybe you can relate to this. Not even if you're just a parent, but just in life, right? People that you love come into your life. If you are a parent, it's your kids, and you're like, hey, I'll I'll be right there. Give me one more minute, or let me send this text, or let me hear this, or let me watch this, and then I'll come. I'm always trying to buy time. And I've learned how important it is to give my time and be available to my kids. My dad told me when I first had kids, he said, Michael, the days are long and the years are short, and guess what? He is so right. And I don't want to buy any more time because I can't buy time. I want to give my kids my time i want to be available to them god is the same way and god doesn't need to save himself for others by holding himself back from you and sometimes dads can be like god but the truth is is god is never like dads god is the best dad and he's always available. How much more is God available to care for you? And I think the question we have in our world, especially today, is does anybody care? Does anybody care about me? Does anybody care about how I'm hurting and how I'm broken and what I'm going through? And then we look at our world and we go, does anybody care about our world? There's these people who say they love Jesus, but do they actually care or is it all talk and no action? And what we discover from God Our heavenly father is that he cares about our pain and our struggle and our hurt and our loneliness. And Jesus modeled this for us. Jesus taught us that this is true. God cares so much that we can approach him in prayer. And when Jesus taught the first disciples how to pray, he told them to start this way, our father, our father, not God, you're so almighty and magnificent and great. Jesus said, start with our, father you can call him dad because that is who he is and he is a creator and a sustainer and a shepherd and a provider and we're invited to talk to God that way man how much more ready is God and how much more available is God and how much more happy is God and then let me give you a a fourth observation how much more giving is your heavenly father How much more giving is your heavenly father to you how much more generous is he to you remember he gave of his one and only son have you ever had somebody who you don't know well do something for you you were surprised by it you were very grateful for it have you ever had somebody do something for you and then you responded with hey I owe you one like they got the the meal and you're like okay so next time I got the meal they got you coffee okay so next time I'll get the coffee I I owe you one right Because a lot of our relationships are built transactionally. Do you know what I've never said to my wife in our marriage when she's done something for me? Hey babe, I owe you one. You want to know why? Because everything that is defined in our marriage, all of our giving and receiving is defined by relationship. Like it's not transactional. We don't start with, I owe you one. We start with what can I do to help? And that is how God operates in our lives. But I think sometimes, we treat God more like a stranger than we do a father. When my kids talk to strangers or talk to their friends, parents, you know, you know how they sound? They sound so respectful. They're like, hey, thank you, Mr. So-and-so for driving us here. Thank you, Mrs. So-and-so for letting us sleep over. Like they're so respectful and they're, they're not disrespectful at home, but when they talk to me, you know what it is? When they want something, they go, hey, dad, yo, dad. <laughs> or Gavin will say, hey, pa. And it's not because they're being disrespectful. You know what the difference is between my relationship with my kids and their relationship with strangers is that there's actually a relationship. It's not built on transactions. It's not built on I owe you, you owe me. It's all defined by relationship. I'm their dad and they love me and they can approach me and be near me. And they know that I want to be generous in giving to them. And Jesus says, how much more is God generous to us? God is a giver and he is relational and not transactional when he is generous with us. You don't, know, you don't owe God anything. You owe God everything. You don't owe God anything. You owe God everything. And when I mean everything, I mean you're responding to God's generosity by living in the calling that God has designed you to live in by telling the better story that he is writing for you. You're not paying God back because he forgave you. You're telling that story to the world because it set you free. How much more giving is your heavenly father? Man, you have a good dad. You have a good dad, and I hope you're being convinced of it. He is ready for you. He loves you. He is available to you. He is happy to be around you. He is more giving than any other dad on this earth. And then the last observation that I want you to hear, and this one's probably the most important, how much more personal is your Heavenly Father? Like He wants to be in intimate relationship with you personal relationship with you. Jesus said something really interesting in John's letter. He said, every day, my father is at work and I will be too. It was the first time in recorded biblical history that Jesus actually references God as father. And he says, my father. And through his words, we begin to understand that Jesus is modeling for us, communicating and demonstrating what God is like for you and for me. He is our heavenly father. And here's the great thing. He wants to be personal with you, so personal that he took your sin personally and paid for it in the person and work of Jesus. One of the most famous scriptures in all of the Bible was written by Paul in a letter called Romans to the Roman people. He said in Romans five, six, just the right time, the anointed one, Jesus, he came and he died to demonstrate his love for sinners like you and me who were entirely helpless and weak and powerless to save themselves. And now, would anyone dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? We all can understand if someone is willing to die for a truly noble person. But Christ, because of your Heavenly Father, He proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. How much more is your Heavenly Father wanting to be personal with you He is ready for you and available to you and happy to be around you and he's generous with you and he loves you. Man, what the world needs right now is the God of all creation to be their good dad. What the world needs right now is found in the good father who is the God of all creation. And listen, I don't know about your dad. He may have been great or he is great or he may have not been around, but here's the thing that I know is true about all of us, that you and I have a good dad And he is the God of all creation, the God of the universe, the God who created the sun and the moon and the stars, and he created you. And when you know your dad, when you know your heavenly father, it changes how you live. One final story, can I give you one? When my son was six years old, he played t-ball, and he's got dad's athletic ability, so it was an uphill battle for him to figure out t-ball. And I remember watching him play in the field and watching him run the bases. And he wasn't running really fast. He was kind of slow, really distracted. He was six, right? And I remember one one time before one game, I told him, buddy, when you're out in the field and when you're running the bases, I want you to run fast. But I knew I needed to paint a picture for him so that he would understand. And so I told him, Gavin, when you're running, I want you to run so fast. I want you to run like Sonic. Maybe some of you aren't familiar with Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog was a video game character. He had a cartoon and Gavin was obsessed when he was a kid with Sonic the Hedgehog. And I said, I want you to run fast like Sonic runs fast in the video game. And Gavin said, got it, dad. Cute little thumb came up. Then he gets up to to bat. They put the tee up. Gavin's up to swing. He hits the ball. And as soon as he hits the ball, I realize he's actually gonna get a hit. And so I yell from the stands, Gavin, run like Sonic. And it was as if my words like flipped a switch in his head and in his heart. And my friends, he ran just like Sonic. And I'm saying literally just like Sonic. He ran fast, but one thing I didn't realize is that when Sonic runs, Sonic doesn't run like us. Sonic runs by throwing his hands back like this and leaning forward. So my boy gets a hit and is running to first base just like Sonic leaning forward, running fast, everybody was cracking up because he looked silly, he looked foolish, but he listened to Dad, he ran like Sonic, he got to first base and he looked at me and he went, Dad, I ran like Sonic! Because when you know your dad, you trust your dad, you trust his words and you're gonna obey your dad, you're gonna listen to your dad, you wanna honor your dad. And that's what your Heavenly Father wants from you. And that's why he positions himself as being ready and available generous and happy and personal with you. Man, you have a good dad. Even if your earthly dad wasn't so good, you have the best dad. Listen, get this, your earthly dad was a stand-in dad because you have a good heavenly father and that's what the world needs now. And your heavenly father changes your life. And that's why today on Father's Day, we want to invite you to choose to go public with the love and the grace and the availability and the personal relationship you have with your heavenly father through Jesus Christ. And we want to invite you to go public in baptism. And if you're local, you're local to Active Church, Yukaipa, I wanna invite you to come to our campus today. If you're watching this live, come to our campus today. We're baptizing outside, it's safe, we're distanced, and we would love for you to come and get baptized today. I would feel honored and privileged to be able to celebrate the work of God in you. Remember, baptism isn't about you saying, I'm perfect. It's announcing that you have a perfect Heavenly Father who loves you and is available and generous to you and is personal with you. If you're not near Active Church, Yukaipa, then I wanna invite you to send us a message or leave a comment that you wanna get baptized and our team will reach out to you and we will make it happen in the best possible way because there is nothing like announcing that you have a good dad who loves you because of the person and work of Jesus. It changes your life. My friends, what the world needs now is a good father and he is the God of all creation and he is your heavenly father. And let's announce that today through the act of baptism, let's announce that today. Through the way we live, let's announce that today, through the way we speak. Let's announce today that what the world needs now is a good dad, and we know that good dad, and he's the one that sent Jesus, and he's the one that's changed our life. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, those words are more powerful now than when we first started, because they have meaning, they have depth, And so God, we come to you as our dad, knowing that maybe some of us had good earthly dads, have good earthly dads, and knowing that some of us maybe didn't, they weren't around, they weren't present. God, we come to you knowing that we have a good dad no matter what our earthly story looks like because you are a God that chose us and loves us and is available to us, is happy to be around us and wants us to tell a better story and you're the author of that. So today I pray for those that are choosing to get baptized that are gonna to choose to drive to Active Church, Yukaipa. They're gonna to choose to go public with their love for you. God, would you stir in them? They've been watching way too long. They've been listening for far too long to not do anything about this story. So today, God, draw them to you and draw them to the baptism waters. And for those that are far away from Yukaipa, draw them to their pool or to their bathtub. Give them the courage to reach out so that we can celebrate this story with them. God, you're a good dad. And that's what the world needs now. That's what we need now. And we thank you on Father's Day for being a good father. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray all of these things. And together we say amen and amen and amen. Happy Father's Day. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you were inspired. We hope you were encouraged by today's message hey i want to ask you to do two things first thing hit that subscribe button to stay connected to the active churches podcast the second thing i want to invite you to do is go onto your social media accounts instagram and facebook and go to active churches stay connected to the community because together we can tell a better story